Hello and welcome to the Cricket News Podcast, Season 4. Well, I'm so used to saying that. It's not Season 4. That concluded with the conclusion of the T20 World Cup itself. This is just me, Rahul Pandey, reaching out to talk to you about something incredibly important. You. Well, 2021 is bringing curtains down upon the show that it has been. So I thought it might as well be a good time to reach out to you and say thank you. Thank you for all the support that you have shown us in this calendar year. The season 4 of the Cricket News podcast reached 1 million listens mark. That was our target for the season and you helped us accomplish it. And it was just so good to see that reception. We had some incredible guests on the pod. We had some incredible conversations, some deeply moving conversations on the pod. And I'm so proud of the team and I'm so proud of everyone who came on board and tried to talk about the sport that we love, the sport that we watch day in, day out, and yet we learn so much about it every day. And so I thought it's only fitting that I come back again, bore you for a while. No, I'm not going to bore you. I'm just here bringing you some of the best moments that we had on the pod this season with some incredible cricket viewers and speakers so yeah there's our top 5 moments of the cricket news podcast season 4 off you go we started off season 4 in style as we had renowned cricket producer saran bhalerao joining us for the first episode and his views on the game are pretty unique and he was so gracious to provide me with his lenses for the time that he was on the pod talking about the game as a package that is delivered to the audience and that was really brilliant to talk to him about stuff like the 100 which was going on when we were in conversation also going on was the caribbean premier league and also going on was the india england test series and so we had quite a lot of things to talk about and so the obvious question that i had in my mind at that time and i wasn't going to shy away from asking him that was how can these tan loads of format these different formats coexist together moving on and this is what he had to say about it yeah i think uh, the reason why t20 cricket was introduced was it was more of a viewing experience for people to uh, do their 9 to 5 jobs and Yeah, command uh, experience cricket and uh, take it as entertainment. So I think cricket is going to evolve. The formats are going to evolve. It's what the audience wants to consume. That uh, I think that's where uh, you see the, the companies and uh, the, the money is flowing over there because it's just uh, sort of. Uh, pre-r experience which you are selling they're not just it's not just about watching the game it's about uh, the experiences it's about uh, seeing uh, the replays on the big screen uh, supporting your uh, favorite team so there is a lot there's industry uh, which caters to uh, the fans of a particular club yeah. so i think it's all coming together the reason why i think the shorter formats are going to uh, be consumed more is because that gets a lot of other countries uh, chance to compete it it is it, it has that inclusiveness for example if cricket were to be introduced in the olympic games it yeah. can't be test format it has to be a shorter version 
so yeah. that's how you can get more countries uh, uh, in, in the competing and playing the format and there's nothing wrong with uh, different formats coming together because i think the game of cricket uh, you know you, it, it's so engaging and it uh, caters to almost everyone here now for example the my father's generation they still prefer to watch test cricket but younger generation wants to see uh, big hits and action packed uh, cricket so i think uh, there is a bit for everyone to enjoy and there is high quality cricket that's happening so yeah, which is actually the most important thing uh, the competitive uh, nature of the sport i had the good fortune of being joined by heinrich malan for the second episode of the cricket news podcast season 4 he has worked with the new zealand cricket team in various capacities he has worked in new zealand cricket in various capacities he's currently working as the head coach at auckland cricket and his understanding of the game is on whole another level and uh, he knows quite a lot of players he's worked with quite a lot of players who have and are representing new zealand and uh, i remember asking him about one of them one who's too hard to resist no matter if you are a fan of new zealand cricket team which let me be honest how can you not be and even if you aren't familiar with cricket itself you might as well be familiar with the name kane williamson and here's what heinrich had to share about what his experience was and what his observations have been of captain kane williamson this next level isn't he um yeah. is like you say you know he's he's got some pretty fiery characters from a bowling perspective um that he's got to manage um which he does pretty well um is you know he sets the tone from a batting perspective in terms of the way he goes out there um and fights through different periods um reads the game unbelievably well um yeah. you know he's he's all obviously now got some experienced players around him um you know he uses Saudi and and Ross really well and and getting information um you know Tommy Latham is now step up to be captain in various formats um and in being a real senior player voice in that change room yeah. Yeah. um you know so uh, It, it you know it doesn't say a lot um Kane you know but when he talks everyone listens um you know yeah. he's he's definitely one of those characters and one of those players um you know and 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 it's always really measured in the way that he comes across um and I guess it's you know it's 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 put him in a really strong position um controlling the troops that he has to his disposal the way that he operates you know and yeah. um it it's it's been great to see you know how he has stepped in to that role of the leader um and in all formats isn't it you know and and, and yeah. being the guy that um you know carries a, a massive brunt of the workload too you know as the captain because it's it's you know it's not just rocking up and batting there's there's all these you know conversations planning structures behind the scenes that that he's a part of um to make sure that the product is the product that that comes out there at the end you cannot not love kane williamson if you love cricket that's the same i was quite mesmerized by my conversation with mark coles who is the current head coach of scotland wildcats and given his incredible experience of management of coaching and of the game itself he had quite a lot to offer us in episode 4 and i remember asking him about his experience of being the head coach of the pakistan women's cricket team and here's him talking about the same segwaying into how he got his next job which was in scotland oh i still have wonderful memories of of pakistan um 
living there uh, and obviously saddened to see what's happened in the last 48 hours. Um, but the, the team, the team were a wonderful bunch of young females and, and just trying really hard. And we just put some really basic things in place. Uh, and, and, you know, we had some success. We, as you said, we rightly mentioned the wins against Sri Lanka and the West Indies and drew a series in South Africa, which is pretty hard to do. And South Africa are a very good side now and showing how good they are. So against Cap and Ishmael, um, Dupree, uh, Wolvart, you know, that was a, that was a Lee. It was a pretty good team that we played, and, and to draw it one-one over there was was a pretty decent effort. And to only just go down in the in the T20s three-two, I thought we played some pretty good cricket. But um, you know, times move on, and then I went home. I needed to get home because it was too, you know, it was pretty tough um, away from family, and I just felt that things were changing a little bit in Pakistan, which I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, so I thought, well, now's the time to probably head home. Uh, and leave it in a better place than when I started um, the journey with Pakistan. And then uh, this uh, job came up. So I thought, well, why not give it a go and, and see where we get to? And I was very fortunate enough to be able to be given the position. And I started here in uh, April the 1st, which, which someone is April Fool's Day. Um, some do say that I'm a silly old fool. So that was probably appropriate that I... I started on that day and uh, and we've sort of had a reasonable journey from there. We, we played a series against Ireland and we were unsuccessful, but I did see glimpses of what the what the players could do with a little bit more confidence. So we came away from that. I tried a few things, didn't work, and then we came up with a bit of a formula for this trip to Spain. For the seventh episode of the podcast, I was joined by 007 himself, Commander James. I'm talking about James Bamond, who has been with Mumbai Indians for quite some time in the capacity of fielding coach, and he has been a major figure in that dressing room. We saw a couple of really strong moments from him ahead of Mumbai Indians fixtures in IPL 2021, and hence we know what kind of a command he has in that dressing room. And so I decided I would extract a couple of secrets from him about the Mumbai Indians camp. And here's how it went. Have a listen. Well, to be honest, uh, we sit at the breakfast table. Uh, all the Kiwis and the Aussies are at the breakfast table, but you very rarely see any of the Indian players at the breakfast table. It was amazing, whether it was last year or the year before, just after Rohit had, uh, had, his, had his young daughter, uh, yeah. Sammy. Yeah. I've never, ever seen Rohit at the breakfast table. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he appeared... Uh, with his wife and, and young baby Sammy at the breakfast table. So there's always a lot of laughter starts yeah. to occur. I'd never seen Bumrah at the breakfast table until he got married. And I'd never seen Hardik at the breakfast table until he had his first child, Augusta. So yeah. you never see the Indian players at the breakfast table. I think they, they dine they dine in uh, in their rooms and I think they keep later hours than what we guys do, the Kiwis and the Aussies. We obviously we like to get to bed at nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Whereas I think the Indian boys stay up a little bit later, which they can do because obviously everything happens in the evening in terms of training and playing games of cricket. Yeah. But yeah, very rarely you see any of the Indian players at the breakfast table. Well, that's how we get disciplined here. You know, the boys in India, we we have to get married to get disciplined because clearly <laughs> it's 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 tough to get a catch of us. But yeah, so. For our final topic, well, from the ones that we have picked out for you, you can make your own favorite topics 
that we have discussed in this season of the pod out of the 12 episodes this one that uh, we are going to bring to you next is from the 11th episode where we discussed as to how you can judge a good team in context of the T20 format because the T20 World Cup was going on and there were a couple of schools of thoughts whether you judge them from on the basis of their performance in bilateral series across a long period of time or whether you judge them just on the basis of their performance in the pinnacle event itself which in this case was the T20 World Cup and so i was joined by two gentlemen who kept my feet on the ground and my heads held high throughout the season and kept the podcast a warm place to come back to every week and uh, well these two gents were of course sandeep banerji cricketnews.com's principal correspondent and abhishek mukherjee a senior editor at cricket news and so we hit the nail really hard i mean we hit a couple of tunes here whilst uh, talking about this particular thing here why don't you have a listen even look at the athletes at the olympics they get only one chance right i mean they prepare yeah. for, for 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 four years for their olympic performances they win a lot of uh, you know continental tournaments a lot of world championship but when it comes to that olympic performance people count that only so i personally believe that uh, multi team events actually is more significant than winning this bilaterals bilaterals are being used as one of those you know uh, as a preparation as a platform for preparation grooming young studies in t20s especially i'm talking about in the context of t20 cricket so but all those preparations are done and dusted and you have to perform when it comes to an icc event or a multi team event so that's what i believe hmm. it's it's interesting that way because there are two different ways to approach these two sets of uh tournaments or series as you call in a bilateral series uh maybe a 5t23 odi and four test match series you have just one opponent to focus on and you read them through you get time to read them through which on the is, pitch before the matches begin why, which is why i think bilateral series are a better assessment because mm-hmm. you plan you strategize and the luck mm-hmm. factor is minimized the longer the series the less the luck factor Mm-hmm. that i agree that i agree but but i think i think when i, I mean when and, it comes the to the moment and the moment and the and the moment you can eliminate reduce the luck factor the truer the test is the truest test should not involve any luck it should always measure skill not luck but as abhishek da is saying that in bilateral series you can come back with a better strategy in the next game but in yes. a multi team event in a knockout contest you don't get that opportunity so you have to yes. be at your best on that yes. particular day for example india won 5 nil against new zealand but they could not i mean they could not use that experience in that game here i mean in dubai when they uh, you know they pushed back rohit sharma and they were like they don't uh, उटर्स 
No, I I <laughs> think I think Trent always think, has that advantage. I think Trent Bolt already said in the press conference that he will take the new ball and try to do what Sahin Shah Afridi did against India. So that's okay. Um, that's okay. He could have lied. Yeah, okay. okay. I would have. Li- I would definitely have lied. I would definitely have lied and uh, just ahead of the match, just at the pitch. I mean, con- mislead the opposition and lie. I mean, and and that it okay. I've lied to mislead you. That should be done. Why? Why be honest at the press conferences? Before sure. the match, lie at all costs. Lie shamelessly. <laughs> but I what mean, do? How, what? But how do you? How do you assess the performance of Bangladesh then? I mean, they you have don't. beaten Australia and uh, England. Bangladesh. And Bangladesh just. Home. Played poor cricket in the T20 World Cup. Absolutely poor cricket. There is no excuse for Bangladesh's performance. I mean, I this Bangladesh side, I can assure you, is capable of playing better cricket. I've seen them play better cricket. Not only, uh, I mean, not only at home but also away. In India, in Sri Lanka, in the West Indies, I've seen them play better yeah. cricket. We have all seen yeah. them play better cricket. We have seen them play better cricket in England. This Bangladesh side is capable of much more. This is not an Absolutely. not an ordinary side. They played they played absolutely I mean absolutely poor cricket here. There is no excuse. And these were it. These were the five moments that we picked out for you from the season four of the Cook News podcast. But to be honest, I cannot cherry pick five, ten, twenty, or even fifty. For me, every second that I've spent talking cricket or listening to people talk cricket this season has been beautiful, and it was made even more beautiful by your reception of it. And so you've given me hope. You've given all of us at Cricket News hope for bringing you something even incredible and even bigger the next time around when we come up with season five. But for now, from all of us at Cricket News, have a happy, warm, and safe New Year. That's it. That. That's really it from me. I'm going to start talking now.